Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about mobility before exercising. We talk about football injuries, right? I don't even know. Do we really? To the knee. I don't even know what they're doing behind me. Testing knee injuries. Yeah, testing knee football injuries. And then we talk, we talk about the order that we do things. That was the worst intro ever. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up here at, where are we? Champion. <laughs> just Champion and Dave Flutterkit. No, we're up here at Champion in Boston. Uh, Mike, Dan, Dave, Lenny, you know everybody by now, right? Who don't you know? Take your coat off, stay know? a while. Is there? Make sure we're in good focus. I want to focus on Dave Tilly. Perfect. Anyway, we are here. All of us, we're here, here to ask your questions. Make sure you check out everybody's websites, too. Uh, you know, ins- I guess Instagram's a thing now, too. Not the data, but check out everybody's Long Instagram. Up. Why don't we do that? Let's do that right now. Len Mac PT. Right? Len Mac PT. Which one do you want to do? Shift. Shift, shift underscore movement science. Oh, I thought it was just shift. I'm like, no way. You yeah, that'd be sick. Right? <laughs> like, I tried hard. It didn't work. Out. So shift underscore movement science, yeah. Dan. Fitness pain free. Yeah, you, na- you nailed that. that. You yeah. did the yeah. that. You have all those. We know that. Mike Skidero, DPT. DPT. Take that one. Yeah. Take that one. <laughs> 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 master of letter. Got me. Just a mere master. Nice. We're here with Alicia Archangelo from St. Francis University. Uh-huh. I think that's her nickname. Yeah. Her nickname, her nickname, her nickname is. Oh. Wait. Just like Let's two. do it together. We have different, like. One, two, three. Oh. Harmony. That was I'm the better one. That doesn't make sense. Oh. Yeah, I shouldn't be the. Yeah. <laughs> We're like boys. You know, boys and men. You know, boys and men lost the baritone guy? Really? You notice that? Solo career? Like, what are they doing? Nice. Football? He has solo career, like voiceovers? Hey, it's not the same without the guy going, hey, baby. <laughs> Yeah, is that one? What are we talking about? <laughs> and, and Andrew Kirschbaum from Oakland University, which has nothing to do with California. That's his nickname. That's his nickname. That's so long. It has nothing to do with California. Andrew, it has nothing to do with California. Not California. Oh. Anyway, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. Who would like to start this episode? Really? Oh, no system. Uh, Alicia's dying to start. I'm hesitant yeah. about this name. Sharada Hoff. Okay. Perfect. Nailed it. From New York, if you haven't already covered this, I would like to know your thoughts on IASTM foam rolling and stretching before an exercise session. All right. Instrument assisted foam rolling and stretching before exercising. So, you know, what else to talk about specifically, but what do we think? I mean, we all sure. clearly <laughs> do that here, right? Like, that's part of, like, our system of how we do Soft things. tissue prep on steroids. Right. So, I like, I mean, you kind of cover a little bit of everything. I don't know if you necessarily have to pick, like, instrument-assisted versus, like, foam rolling, for example. But if, you know, I mean, what are, what are some of our core principles? Like, we do some, we do something for soft tissue. We do something for, you know, static mobility if you need it or dynamic mobility or those types of things. I don't know. What am I missing? I think, I don't know if this is the reason why, but I get this question a lot, and I think it's because of kind of like the mobility wad world with Kelly Starrett. He talks a lot about doing your soft tissue work after you've exercised and doing static stretching before, just because if you do a lot of soft tissue before, his thought is that it's going to turn muscles off, right? Uh, Which is kind of the opposite of what our research is showing. 
Yeah. So generally, I, I, I like what we do. I like to do a lot of soft tissue stuff before, and if you're gonna pick when to do the static stretching, probably afterwards, so you don't have the decreases in performance and strength that come from the static stretching. Um, I don't know if that's specifically what he's asking. Yeah, no, that's I like that's a good answer. I didn't know that's a, that was Kelly's stance. Is he firm on that, or is that just like a common recommendation? I think that I, think I don't that's speak what they teach, him, but, but you know, yeah, I, I haven't I mean, been to this course, so I, I could be completely wrong. Sorry, Kelly, if I messed up. Yeah, sorry, but, Kelly. I mean, no, I mean, it, it sounds good. I mean, I think like. You know, current research coming out is like, you know, back in the day, I don't know how many years ago it was, is like, we started showing some studies there. If you do static stretching, you have like a decrease in like power output immediately after, like in a lab setting and like immediately after. And I think, I think that got very popular saying don't do static stretching prior to your activities. But I think new research is coming out and it's getting better. And I don't know if anyone jump in if they need yeah. it, but it's, I, I think it's shown that that effect is quite short in duration, right? Um, and I think it's also been shown that if you do your dynamic mobility after that, then it does not result in a decrease in performance. Mm -hmm. So now a lot of people said like, all right, well that means we can do static dynamic and then do your training and stuff like that. And, and the dynamic somehow resets the body. It could be that, or it could have just been that it took you three minutes to do the dynamic mobility and that was enough. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, we don't go static stretching right into an exercise. But, you know, I mean, there's a bit of, like, movement prep and stuff we do. And, you know, I, it also has to do with your setting, right? We do a lot of adult fitness here at, at Champion, too. And last thing you want to do is be, like, pounded out, like, on a computer all day at your computer, get in your car, sit in traffic, almost get into an accident, find your way here, and then just jump into the squat rack, right? It's about kind of, like, getting your blood flowing, calming down a little bit, taking some deep breaths, you know, and actually, you know what I mean, like, like sinking in a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, to me, I, I'm a proponent of foam rolling and stuff like that before. I think just anecdotally, our athletes love to get soft tissue work. If we're going to talk at, uh, ISTM or instrument assisted pre, they love to have that stuff before uh, they go throw a bullpen or go throw with us during their rehab program. So anecdotally, it seems like before is a good way to kind of get some of those gains. And I don't know, maybe there's some kind of Neuro mechanical transduction uh, improvement. Neuro neurobiomechanical. Nebulous, very uh, nebulous. T-shirt coming. Neurobiomechanical. But yeah, so I think before seems to be for me. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I think it would just come to the fact too, like it's like a lot of us have mobility restrictions. So if there's anything we can do to neuromodulate tone, maybe get some enhanced mobi mobility, some movement or something before we exercise. It seems to make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. to me. So, awesome. All right. What do we got? Andrew. Adam from New York. This question is for the knee guru, Lenny. What do you oh. think the first special... The guru? I love the knee. The guru? The guru? I kind of like that. What do you think the first special test should be when watching a football injury to the knee? Does it matter if it's contact or non-contact? Would you first do Lachman's at 25 degrees or Valgus at zero degrees? Nah, I would do bag as a zero. First off, way too many questions. Yeah, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot going on there. There's, 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 there's way too many questions. <laughs> I, I guess I would preface this that I've never worked with a team, so I, I've never had to run onto a field and do a test. But I love watching. I love watching. <laughs> it's it. quite daunting <laughs> to have 75,000 people I do love like, live tweeting while I'm watching Monday Night Football <laughs> and trying to guess what the injury is. Um, so if you follow me on some social media, you may get, get, you may get some of that. But to me, I would want to know, A, is his limb okay there's not a bone sticking out there yeah. seems to be blood supply yeah, going yeah. you know what i mean like, it's like, like, it's serious why don't we start with is his head attached right, exactly. to his body because if it's not we're not going forward <laughs> and and man, I'm probably very positive based off of my limited view of what it would probably happen would, did he feel a pop 
will she feel a pop? And then I'd probably, yeah, start thinking about maybe a Lockman's obvious, uh, you know, guarding. Is he holding his leg? There's not any kind of uh, obvious, you know, big grand thing going on, but maybe a Lockman's if, we, if we're suspecting an ACL. That's me, my go-to. Uh, Valgus at zero, no. Valgus at like 25 or 30 for an MCL or, or an LCL, but definitely probably Lockman. Not anterior draw, not, I'm not doing, uh, you know, Thessaly on the field like some people <laughs> probably would recommend, but yeah, I, so to answer your question, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. You guys, anybody else? Why does the order matter? Like, I, is he going to put him right back into the game? Is he not going to come right, to the It depends on the mechanism. Yeah, is true. it an yeah. obvious, like, you know, blowout, valgus blowout? Um, or is it, you know, is it where he can potentially walk off the field if it was um, not the big blowout, but can you walk off versus can you put some weight on that leg or not put any weight on that leg? So yeah. I would say pay more attention, just as an athletic trainer, too, like having like, dealt with some of this to a smaller extent, not quite football. It, pay attention, right? Because there's somebody talking to the person. There's somebody at his head. Right. There's somebody like asking him questions, and then usually there's somebody else like at his knee, right? And part of that is because we're trying to get information. Like, like if it hurts on the inside, like oh, somebody fell on the outside of my leg and hurt the inside. That's literally the conversation you're right. having. Then that kind of like leads you a little bit. But then also the other thing we're trying to do is trying to distract them because nobody, you know, you're going to be quite guarded right there. Yeah. So you're quite lucky, you know, to figure out what they're doing on there. Uh, I think to answer your question in a scientific way, which I think Lenny answered it in the way you want it, by the way, <laughs> but the scientific way is I think you're trying to figure out do they need to be right. braced? Yeah. Do they need to be carded? Carded off or not? You know, but I don't know if you're actually an athletic trainer and asking for real or if you're just following Lenny's Twitter or something but that. But, like, but yeah, no, I mean, I think the go-tos, Lenny nailed all the go-tos, right? You're looking at Lockman, you're looking at Valgus. They're usually trying to do a little bit of those, but if you're really asking the question, I think you're, you're trying to make sure do they need to be stabilized mm -hmm. or mobilized right yeah. and do they need to be carded those types of things and or can they walk off the field is, this is, is just, the real answer yeah. just one more addition like the research just came out 2018 guidelines for ACL <clears throat> pediatric guidelines for like who needs to be tested and stuff and they found that no one test it was just like cluster tests and slap tears like no one test was like yep you have an ACL tear no right. doubt uh, clinical about MRI and stuff like that was way more specific so if they're not dying yeah. on the field right. you can't just be like yeah definitely ACL right. we've had a lot of misdiagnoses come from people yeah oh yeah yeah it's pretty common. super hard acute yeah. like that yeah. right especially with uh adrenaline yeah. who knows what that player has in their system for like pain modulation we'll just leave it at that right but like who knows what's in their body like they're not feeling pain like they normally would so we never panic at the time and we figure out what's going on kind of like after the game and even the next day even we usually say that like let's not panic until tomorrow we may panic tomorrow but let's let's wait till tomorrow right <laughs> but anyway all right what's next Patricia from New York, do you feel that a certain order of treatment is important during a session? For example, if you do exercises with a patient in passive range slash mobilizations, do you do the passive range motion and mopes at the end of their session, beginning, or it doesn't matter, so you do it whenever you're free from another patient? I was also wondering if you do isotonic exercises and closed chain kinetic in order in a certain order during a session, thanks. I gotta edit these questions better. I'm letting too many like, complex <laughs> questions slip in on there. Like All right, storm. so, so let, let's do this, because that's actually, I like the beginning of that. That was actually a good question right there, is, all right, do we have a, a order of preference? And let's stick with like, we'll just use one thing. We'll call it like mobility or something. Just talk about stretching and joint mobs and soft tissue. Do we have an order, do we wanna do it? Or do we just let the flow dictate it? Which sounds like she's in a 
busy outpatient clinic <laughs> with a lot of overlapped people. I don't know. Yeah, we've all been there. I mean, how do you, you want to start with that? I mean, you want to start with how you handle it in a busy clinic? Yeah, I always, uh, in a busy clinic, I always try to prioritize, um, it, especially in the early post-op, the first six weeks, ten weeks, I always, I still do, prioritize range of motion first. Um, whether or not they get heat or ice to kind of to come in, calm down, get on a bike for a little active warm-up, whatever. Um, that just also will buy me time. But I think, for me... Go ride the arm bike? Yeah, exactly. Go ride the UBD for three minutes forward, three minutes back. Um, one unit? Because, one. because, you know, switching in the middle. Right. One Ooh, unit! That's cutting-edge rehab but right To there. me, I always want to do range of motion. So passive motion, joint moves, whatever it is, shoulder, knee, whatever I'm doing. And then they do their exercise. And then I do more range of motion at the end. That's just me. Um, I think you may do the same, and it could yeah. be we're a, a product of Birmingham with Kevin Wilk. Um, I know he does it that way, so I want to loosen them up, exercise, and then I want to maintain, if not improve, any more range of motion after they exercise. So that's just what I do. Yeah, I, I would just say to Lenny's point on the mobility before and after, if they're there and they need mobility, right, and they're actually coming for you for mobility, that's probably one of the biggest things you can do as a skilled person working with them that they have a harder time doing on their own. Right, so we do try to, you know, it's emphasized quite a bit at the beginning, and then oftentimes at the end we'll have another round, right? So you know we will. I, do, I that. do that second round not only to like try to stretch them out, but also to like connect with them, try to touch base, how the session go, how the exercises go, blah blah blah. Because you're not watching every single rep they're doing. I mean, you just you're just not. Um, but I also want to just touch base and see how it went. You know, we talk fantasy football or baseball, whatever. I just want to, you know, it's just that connection at the end before they before they leave me. Nice. Anybody got anything else? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I'd say probably the only other thing I'd add is like, look, if you're in a busy clinic, which a lot of people are, um, I, I think that's where the system comes into play a little bit, right? And I've always, I, I've, in the beginning, I've just kind of stumbled onto this. And over the years, we've kind of developed this and actually kind of made this a little bit more of a system for us. But like, if you really think about it, like, how do we layer what we do, right? It's mobility, it's control, and it's load. Right, and that's what you know. We've been talking about that. We're you know building out our products for, for stuff like this. It's mobility, it's control, it's load. Right, so we do have an order the way you do them. If you're in a busy clinic, you have to systemize what you do. I think that's important now. So that way, even if you're treating people every 15 minutes, you got to say those first 15 minutes of the hour that's you, and that's your you know mobility and a couple of manual exercises, whatever, and then they go on to whatever, your PTA or whatever they may be doing next in their sequence, they can do some other exercises, but you've moved on and now you have your hands on time. So you have to systemize that, all right, my hands on time is the first 15 minutes, or maybe it's the middle 15 minutes, I don't know, but you, you just, I would say, if you keep it consistent, then you will have a dedicated 15 minutes with each person yeah, throughout the that's day. That's what I did, and that's, my, I had an athletic trainer when I was in Alabama, or in Birmingham, and she knew, like, nobody could stop their exercise until I stretched them out or did their range of motion, so it was just... It was lens. a system. Yeah, yeah lens. Tough part. But to answer your question about closed chain stuff and open chain stuff, I don't know. I tend to do open chain stuff like for shoulders or or, or, or like a post-op knee. I tend to do all the leg raises and stuff, and then they go weight-bearing and do their squats and all that stuff. Why? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, maybe going from table to, to floor maybe. I don't, I don't know. And then That's for right. like upper body stuff, I tend to do open chain and then mix in closed chain. Um, I don't really have a specific system for that. Bonus yeah, answer. Exactly. Let's go to the next question. 
That's it. Oh, those three? <laughs> Already? Wow. Time flies. We're having fun here, Champion. Thanks so much, everybody. Head to MikeReynolds.com. Click on that podcast link. Ask us some questions, anything you guys want to talk about. Head to iTunes, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe, anything you can do to help promote the podcast, and we'll see you guys in future episodes. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.